someone is coming back to Elm Street. He is not friendly. He is not patient. Kill for me. And he is not a welcome visitor. No! 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 But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. Dad! I'm in trouble. You've had some scary dreams, okay? Help! Daddy can't help you now. There's something inside him. Kruger is back on Elm Street. Get out of here, Lisa! Jesse, fight him! Watch out for him. He'll be in your neighborhood soon. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 2. You are all my children now. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> Welcome, boogers, to the Late Night Fright, a special Tuesday edition. It is Terror Tuesday here on the show. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very lovely, very awesome, my very undead, haunting Teenager's Dreams co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. I think I just gave away what we're who we're going to be talking I about today. Go did. ahead and tell them who we're talking about today. Freddy Krueger. You mean, Tell them what movie we're going to be talking about. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, mm-hmm. Freddy's Revenge. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Frederick Charles Kruger, old Fred Chuck, mm-hmm. old Fred Chuck. Uh, this movie came out November 1st, 1985, and it was directed by Jack Shoulder. I believe that is how you pronounce his name. If not, that's how we're pronouncing it uh, on yep. the show. Uh, this was a follow-up, of course, to the 1984 movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street. A pretty quick turnaround, and this is an Elm Street movie. We're going to get into some of this. This is not a favorite among the fans, and this kind of ignored in canon in a lot of ways. So let's just get into it. Um, Faith, general impressions on A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Fred Chuck's Revenge. It's a weird movie. It is a weird movie. Now, why do you think that it's it's weird? I don't know. There's a lot of aspects. It you just mentioned it a while ago. There's the male scream queen. There's a know? male scream queen, which I think is a really interesting addition to. And as far as I know, he's might be the only one in the horror canon. He's one of a few. He's you know, and not like in a group of teenagers. Right. No, no, no. Like the main. The final guy, as it is almost. Um, And he's played by Mark Patton. And we're going to get into his character because I think there's some interesting stuff going on in this movie that you don't have to look too far under the surface to to see. And Faith, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I know. There's a little bit of homoeroticism going on (laughs) in this movie. And it has been dubbed in fan circles as the gay one. So, the gay one. And I think they might be on to something here. But, um, I, I think from a looking at it, you know, in the in the canon of movies, because what are we at seven, eight? So Robert did eight of them, and then they did that um, that other one that we don't talk about. So nine total, possibly it. with another one on the way. Um, this one, I don't think they knew what they had yet, and this one isn't quite like the others because we don't spend a whole lot of time in the dream world, do we? Um, 
Now, I want to make an argument here at the front that I have thought about this for a while because uh, I was fascinated with this movie for a long time because it's so weird and strange. Right. Maybe the whole movie's a dream. So I'm going to pass it off in canon as the whole movie's a dream. And that's why things aren't exactly what they seem to be with the rest of the series here. But um, maybe so. Let's get into it. Um, you know what? Let's just let's let's start with uh, Jesse and Mark Patton, who plays Jesse. So a lot of gay overtones in this movie, aren't there? Yes. <laughs> a lot of gay overtones. Screenwriter was gay. Uh, Mark Patton is gay. He wrote a book I think called Scream Queen, which uh, and okay. talks about his his time in Hollywood in this movie and. Um, do you think that this is a movie about a young man who might either be gay, bisexual, or possibly confused about what's his sexuality? Possibly. I think a strong argument could be made. There's a lot of, uh, kind of almost unintentionally campy things that happen in this movie. When he goes into his friend Grady's room, I believe he closes the closet door (laughs) or opens it. It's, it's something with the closet. Uh, when he's cleaning his room, we're going to talk at length about the room cleaning scene in a moment. Uh, there is the board game probe that is in the in the closet of all places. Uh, you could see you could say he's a um, would effeminate. He's not effeminate, but he's no. there's something. He's very, uh, for lack of a better word, I don't mean this in a derogatory way. Sensitive. There's a sensitivity to him. Yeah. Um, he's uh, not a traditionally masculine character so a lot of people have surmised given who it is playing him uh uh, the guy who wrote it who was david chaskin um that there's you know the themes of homosexuality running through it i totally see it i I, I don't even think you need to look (laughs) for it uh and then literally you have a man trying to possess his body right which is the central theme of this fred chuck is trying to uh, possess jesse's body Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting in that regard, but it is so different from the first one and then from the third movie. And I feel like the third one really got this series back on track. And mm-hmm. Wes Craven was not involved in this movie at all. Uh, he thought that the first was a standalone and then there was a question with the rights and him getting paid and he sat this out. But he did contribute to the third, which, of course, then got the series, I think, back on a creative track. But this is an interesting movie. Um very. It is. It is a little weird. Very, very strange. Uh, we don't spend a lot of time in the dream world, do we? No, I was gonna say. I feel like we have this whole lack of really Freddy, kind of in general. You know what I mean? I mean, you see him. He's in it about twelve minutes, like yeah. he is in the first movie. Yeah, but you you feel his presence in in that. You know, I absolutely. Mean, you he's do. there, and in this one, I feel like you're kind of he's he's there, but he's not really right. Yeah. You know? Uh, Robert England is on record as saying this is not his favorite in the series, and he considers it a low point uh, for him, for him and for the series. Right. And he says he likes the beginning and the end. He's not a fan of the middle. I'm with him on that. I do like the beginning of this a lot, and I like the end. I'll I'll go with you on that one too. All right. <laughs> one thing I do like about this movie is that Freddy is dark as hell. Freddy is still dark. Because uh, first three movies, he's very dark. He becomes a little more of a prankster mm-hmm. around four. Some have argued that starts around three. Um, I think it kind of starts in three, but it really goes full blown in four. He's dark as hell here. (laughs) Some of that has to do with the makeup for me, which is a little different from Mm -hmm. the first one. What do you think of his look here? Because this is different from how he looks in the rest of the series. Um, 
that that is something that I was noticing when I was watching. I don't know how I really feel about it. It's a little more realistic if, with the burns, and they also almost, hooked his nose to yeah. make him look like a witch. Uh, Kevin yeah. Yeager, the makeup man, said he wanted to give him a witch look. So mm, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. When I was watching, I was like, this might be a little too much. If that makes any sense. I like the look because it is creepy and mean and evil as all hell. I also feel like you're covering Robert England up a little in this makeup. It, it, yeah, you and are. he's not as prevalent in this makeup as in in the other movies. Right. And this one always sticks out when you see the look like him in each movie, like or a picture I can always go, that's from the second movie. Um right. the hook nose. They uh they put contacts in his eyes to give him that red eyed look because Robert has those blues that that are so sh- and you always talk about eyes mm-hmm. on the show and um, we'll talk about Freddie's eyes in general and then here because it is a different look for him with those muddy muddy eyes. They didn't stand out to me like normally. They I don't know. They just there was something lacking in him. Right. You know, it was just right. He wasn't a standout person like you know he should be. He did feel mean as hell, though, and, and I do appreciate that, this movie, for that, if mm-hmm. anything, because you still get a very dark uh, Fred Krueger here in this movie. I, I just don't feel like it, um, I don't feel like it capitalizes on what the first movie did, and that first movie, uh, as we've said, is so good, and we've talked about it, we've mentioned it on the show before, we mentioned it at length when we talked about the remake, and... Uh, spoiler, we will be talking about it at length for a possible 50th show, wink, wink. So, um, But I just don't feel like it capitalizes on the strength of that movie. I feel like it, it goes in a kind of a different direction. I, I think not having him in the dream world or not really you know, yeah. uh, exploring that, him coming into the real world, and I like that scene at the pool, uh, but him just hacking away, it, 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 that puts him in... No offense to Michael Myers. That's something Michael Myers does. That's something that Jason does. <laughs> right. That to me is not something that Freddy does. Freddy isolates and kills mm-hmm. his prey, you know, real predator style. Uh, he doesn't just do this. And it felt kind of desperate almost. Um, yeah. So um, what else? Uh, anything in this movie strike you? Because as we said, it is weird. Um, the look is different. The theme is different. Now, I do want to talk about the theme. Um do you think that Freddie knows that this kid is possibly gay or bisexual and is exploiting him and is using that to his advantage? Hmm. Maybe. Because that seems to be know. something that he likes to do. We see that in three a lot where he exploits yeah. fears and mm-hmm. feeds on fear. And I think that could be something, there could be something to that. It's a possibility. Um, you know, yeah. so that's a neat idea. At least that's maybe kind of there when you look back at it. But this just sticks out to me. Um, almost like a sore thumb. Now it does have a cult following. Uh, a cult following has sprung up around this movie in the past few years, and more power to him. And I do like the movie. I just yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Right. It just doesn't feel like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie for me. It feels like it would have been more effective if it was not a Freddy Krueger movie. Right. You know, if it had been something else, because right. I do think I think it's a neat idea. I like I like the idea. Um, you know, it's. It just doesn't quite hit the mark as a Freddy Krueger movie for me, but I can still watch it and be entertained by it. I don't hate it. I still enjoy this better than the remake. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's miles above the remake. (laughs) Um, Let's get into it. What were some things that you liked about it? Um, Because I know there were some kills I think that you liked. I I have a few favorite moments here. I think we agreed the Grady kill. 
was yes. our favorite. Yes, and uh, Robert Russler plays Grady. What did you think of him? Because I think he's a. Uh, I liked him. He he was great in this movie. I think the whole cast is great. I um, think so too. Kim Myers playing Lisa Weber. She looks like young Meryl Streep. Um, I actually think some of the acting in this movie is better than in the original movie, yeah. and, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, it just I don't think the pieces all all add up. I don't no. think the stories there to support these really good performances. Um, but Grady, you like Grady? Yes, okay. I like the whole scene of him in the bedroom and right because leading up to that, he comes out of Jesse's body. The possession comes mm-hmm. full. Full circle. His, he his. he literally comes out of him, which is an amazing effect that Kevin Yeager yeah. and those guys pulled off and, and terrifyingly creepy. Uh, the way he just falls, the body falls, and that whole thing with the with the um, he has him up against the wall and uh, the claws go through the door and mm-hmm. the blood's dripping. What did you notice about Freddy in that scene? That uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but there's something that very specific I noticed about him there. That what was it? Uh, he doesn't speak. Yeah, he's not. True. He's not as talkative as he becomes in later films. He's kind of more in line with the original film in that regard. Uh, what did you think of that though? Um, I, I like the lack it. of speak because I feel like he's very um, mean. Yeah, but it's kind of creepier and. Right, rude. <laughs> right, and 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 England's body language. He really sells it mm-hmm. with the body language. And we let's talk about England. We're going to talk about him more when we do episode fifty. But uh, uh, even though this is not our favorite of these movies, how great is he? Oh, he's he's amazing. Uh, if he's not in this movie, I don't think it works no. as well as it does. And uh, he almost wasn't in this movie. They wanted uh, him back. He asked for a little bit more money because. Let's face it, he was part of the reason that the first movie succeeded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became iconic in that movie. They didn't want to pay him, and so he said, okay. And they filmed one or two scenes with a stunt double in a mask, and you, one of them is still in the movie, and it's the shower scene of Faith. You watched it. You saw it. What did you think of that? Yeah, I did, that. Mm-mm. That little bit of a walk, the way the shoulder. Yeah, like, that it, wasn't Freddy. It just mm-hmm. wasn't there. Um, but like I said, Robert's great, and uh, he makes this movie uh, what it is. And like we said, we don't dislike this movie. It's just no, when I you compare I mean, it to one in, especially like three. Yeah, it's a know. really strange jump to have one, and then three kind of seems like it should have been. You know, it should have been two or something. You know, but two is just a weird right middleman. Right. I don't know. It's, they, they were it's trying really to cash weird. in. They were trying yeah. to cash in, and they've said it, and more power to them. But, you know, at least this worked and made money, and we got that third movie right. and a little bit more on track. And I think that third one, and we did commentary on it, and I think that third one is just absolutely classic. There is there's some great stuff in here, though. Um, and like you said, there's some weird stuff. I like the bus scene at the beginning. Me too. I like the bus scene at the end. I like the glove coming out of the girl at the end. Yeah, me too. Um, I find the uh, killing of the high school gym teacher very homoerotic and strange. <laughs> Uh, very terrifying when Freddy slaps his bear behind with a uh, jump rope, I believe, and then the towels, and you know, and he kills a, an adult, which is weird, yeah, you know. So know. just just some things that make you go. Hmm. Now again, in '85, they didn't have the benefit of you know knowing what was to come, but right. at least this didn't torpedo the series, and they decided to move forward. And this was True. a big hit; it made thirty million, it made just about as much as the original. So, wow. and they were able to keep it going. Uh, one of the other things I noticed in this that I'm not a fan of, although I like the score very much. Did you Did you pick up on this? They didn't use the original Elm Street theme, mm-hmm. and uh, what did you think of that? Did you notice it when you were watching it? Uh, a little bit. Um, it's it's weird. 
Why take Why take it away? It's almost like it's not Fred Chuck. Yeah. It I really mean, It really does. Now, there are some elements here. The red door on the 1428, uh, they named the town of Springwood, Ohio in this movie that it carries through through the rest of the series. Uh, his sweater is fully complete here. He has the stripes on both arms because mm-hmm. he doesn't have them on the arms in the original movie. So, you know, there's a few takeaways here, but nothing, I think, you know, character-wise that, uh, you know, you don't have that moment moment with Fred Krueger was a filthy child murder that sends shivers down your spine. Um, although one of my favorite Freddy scenes is in this movie. I like the scene where he's talking to Jesse for the first time. The, uh, you've got the body, I've got the brain. Mm-hmm. I like his voice in that. Um, I like the effect when he pulls the head back and you see the brain. Um, but again, there's just not enough of that great stuff to right. kind of make up for some of the okay stuff. You yeah. know. No, I get it. So uh, the Grady scene was your favorite. Anything mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, I mean, I like the whole pool party scene. Yes, um, my favorite line in the movie is in that. And uh, should I just go ahead and do it? Go for it's it. It's when the uh, the little hippie laid back surfer dude <laughs> is uh, trying to reason with Freddie. And that look England gives him is great. That kind of like, what? Yeah. And, you know, hey, man, what do you want? Just tell us. It'll be all right. What do you want? Let us help you. And then, of course, Freddy Krueger, as only Freddy Krueger can do, you know, help yourself, fucker, <laughs> which is in slices and dices, him, which I think is great. And the, you're all my children now. You know, it's a great moment. And it sounds like we're get, heaping a lot of praise on this, you know, but there's so much in the middle that just kind of drags. You it know? does. It kind of just I don't know. It just like I said, it doesn't feel like. A Nightmare on Elm Street at all. It feels like a nice '80s horror movie, but it, does. it just doesn't feel like an Elm Street. Yeah, take movie. like you said, take Freddy out completely. I'm good, you know. Right, because Elm Street should be a notch above, I believe. Yeah, it's just that good of an idea. To, yeah, but trying to sell me that you know it's a Freddy Krueger movie, I'm like, mm, I don't get it. He's not. He's not there enough for me. Would you recommend this as a required viewing? Probably not. I would say if you're going to do the series, do one and then three and then kind of go through and go back and watch this. I mean, I wouldn't say don't watch it at all, but I don't think I would be like, yeah, you have to watch two right away. Yeah. So uh, do you have anything else? I think that's it. What about what you got? That's it. That's it for me. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I like it. It's just not my favorite. It's a decent movie that should have been A Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) It could have been a whole lot better. Yeah. Yeah, as an Elm Street movie. I think it's fine for what it is, just it could have been a whole lot better since it is an Elm Street movie. Exactly. So, Well, uh, this is the second in our week of shows. We've done Monster Monday with Godzilla. Check that out if you haven't. And stay tuned with us because tomorrow is Women of Horror Wednesday and Faith. Who we have up for Women of Horror Wednesday? We have the one and only Elvira. The Mistress mm-hmm. of the Dark. We're going to be talking about her feature film from 1988 tomorrow on the show. But until then, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash. Help yourself, fucker! <laughs> I am Dan. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com, and we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast, or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) 
Uh, check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>